to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. I'm your host Kellen Conley and this is Hyphenation. How y'all doing today? It's a rainy day here in Morgantown, West Virginia. Rainy summer day. I don't mind because I just cut my grass last night with the threat of rain at any time. Got it done. So it can rain. And I can go out of town safely to Columbus this weekend and it'll be fine. Not worried at all. No worries whatsoever. It's all good, man. So I hope y'all enjoyed the Atlanta Robin season recap in episode 65. Now... Gonna be back to more of a regular format. I have several topics I want to talk about. But first, we're gonna talk about something that maybe should have been on Lemon on the Edge, but I feel like it's something that I want to tackle on my own, especially since I'm have intimate knowledge of both the subjects I'm talking about when it comes to this topic. But before I get into that. Hyphen Nation is sponsored by Mark Rob. Website by Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson, my semi-regular co-host. Marcus just posted two new articles on the site. Most recent one is about <clears throat> Solo, a Star Wars story. I have not read it yet. It just dropped this morning. I'm getting ready to read it after I record this podcast. Sometime while I'm in work. because That's where I do my best online reading is at work most of the time. And also a piece about a famous rapper whose name I'm neither going to slaughter nor mention because I don't feel like it deserves mention. He was tragically killed in Florida last week. And he has divided social media as usual with... um either his fans saying it's a tragedy and he was only 20 and he had his whole life to turn himself around. And also people like me who don't feel very sorry that he's gone. It's sad, but I don't feel particularly sorry because one, this is the life and the, the choices that he made to bring apart, bring about his untimely death. And also, he has a sketchy domestic violence, violent, aggressive history. Now, y'all can sit there and tell me, oh, he's a child. He could have changed. Don't bring up that Martin, not Martin, that Malcolm X stuff with me that he could have just died at 20 and been a petty thief dying in prison. I think he was in prison in 20. It's not the same. And that's what Marcus's other article covers is how hip hop and fans in general are reacting to this rapper's death. It's very good. As is, I'm sure, the solo review. So I'm looking forward to that a little bit lighter material following all that heavy material that he just dropped about that rapper. So if you want to check out Mark Robin, you sure, and you sure, and you should. It's located at the marcrob.wordpress.com. Eventually, he's going to, have to get himself a .com because he's got some fire. Seriously. Also, I just uh, this episode's not sponsored by it, but I want to personally recommend again the Radio Public app. 
mostly for Android because you know how you're an Android guy and you go to check out all your stuff, um, your podcast stuff, and you'll see your iTunes links and whatnot. And you click an iTunes link and it brings it up on your browser, on your on your Android. And then you're kind of stuck there and you have to go to other apps to listen to your favorite podcast or go to Google Play Music to listen to your podcast if that podcast is on Google Play Music. Well, Radio Public fixes that for you because all you need to do, download Radio Public app. And then anytime you click an iTunes link from now on, on your Android, it will automatically load on your Radio Public app. So it's essentially Apple Podcast for the Android. It gives you that accessibility. Solves a lot of issues. So I highly recommend the Radio Public app. And if they're listening to this, which they should, sponsor the show. I'm going to have to look into it because I really like the Radio Public app. Uh, other day I was uh, working on making some chicken livers. And I wanted to listen to the new SmiCast because they just dropped uh, one with uh, the cast of Comic Book Men because Comic Book Men got canceled. Four episodes before episode 100 because AMC... I feel like it's more, while they said it was a cost-cutting move, I feel like it's more of a backlash to the whole Chris Hardwick situation where they want to move themselves away from nerd, geek content. And Comic Book Men definitely fits that. So despite the fact that Kevin Smith just survived a horrific heart attack and his profile has never been higher... Well, never been higher. Has has been not, is at the highest that has been in years, and you could easily do at least one more season in order to uh, put a nice little cap on the show and uh, piggyback off of um, off of Kevin's heart attack. They decided to cancel the show. So I feel like AMC is backing away from that following the Chris Hardwick incidents. Uh, the news that came out about what he did to Chloe Dystra, his former girlfriend. And if you ain't read about it, I'm sure you have. But I like Chris Hardwick, but he's canceled. <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate though, because he was the the weekend the the uh, right before his show talking with Chris Hardwick supposed to come back. Their summer replacement essentially for Talking Dead. Right before it was supposed to come back. All this news broke, and of course the guests that were going to be on his show, the premiere episode of Talking, which we'll never probably see at this point, was Donald Glover and Yvette Nicole Brown, two former community members on the same show. And any space where you might be able to get Donald to visit community, uh, something that he left before because the internet dropped and really hasn't talked too much about in the years since because he's gone on to bigger and better things. Makes me a little sad that we lost that. So I feel like it was definitely a, a Chris Hardwick related move and they canceled comic book men and I was making the chicken livers. I was like, I want to listen to Smycast, but for those of you who don't know, I'm still baby driver here with my iPod classic and that's um, how I, how my video classic, mind you. Riding around in my car, listening to podcasts. That way, I I don't have my uh, what's it called, the Amazon thing. When you say Alexa, like I have the one of the many ones. Uh, Matt got it for me for Christmas a couple years ago, and I just never used it. I really just need to set that bad boy up. So instead of all that occurring then uh well me me setting that up and trying to figure it out pulled up my radio public app typed in smycast right there on my phone i could have done that on stitcher but i haven't used stitcher for a long time because stitcher's interface is okay uh 
but I, I just really enjoy the the aesthetic the aesthetics of Radio Public and that's why I recommend it. So get that Radio Public app while you're there. Subscribe to all the hyphen podcast group shows, including Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. First topic. Episode sponsored by water. First topic. We're going to talk about the greatest players in NBA history. Now, with that said, we're going to bring up that age-old debate. Who is the greatest player of all time? Some may say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest of all time. And you're not wrong for that opinion. I never got to see Kareem play. Kareem's last season was... Eighteen was 1988-89 season with the Lakers. That was his last year. The Lakers did make the finals again. But Kareem was aging, and then they ended up... Did the Pistons sweep them? I'm not sure. I know the Pistons swept the Blazers in 90. No, the, the Pistons beat the Blazers in five games in 90. And then they they swept the Lakers. 98% sure they swept the Lakers in the 89 after losing that heartbreaking seven-game series. And 88 after Isaiah's epic ankle sprain game. You may say Magic Johnson's the greatest player of all time, and you would not be wrong for that assumption either. Magic took the Lakers to the finals. Let's count them, ladies and gentlemen. 1980, won it. 82, won it. 83, lost it. 84, lost it. 85, won it. 87, won it. 88, won it. 89, lost it. 91, lost it. Nine NBA Finals, including a streak that started in 1985, 87, that 87, 88, 89, a three years in a row streak. And 80, or 82, 83, 84, a four year streak. 82, 83, 84, wait, <laughs> no, three year streak. 82, 83, 84, 85, yeah, four. So four times in a row we took them to the finals. Three times again later, and then tacked one on when the Portland Trailblazers were not ready for a veteran Lakers team in the Western Conference Finals in 1991. I say that if the Blazers had faced the Bulls in 1991, maybe Jordan doesn't beat those Blazers. The Blazers had the best record in the league that year, and they beat Jordan twice in the regular season, I think. I know for sure that they may have split 92. And then Jordan, I mean, Jordan had a championship under his belt by then. And then, of course, we saw what happened in six games. You could say Magic Johnson. Some say Larry Bird is the greatest. I put Larry Bird number, normally he's my number two. But I think he's been at least a planet by now. Larry went to the 81 finals, the 84 finals, the 85 finals, the 86 finals, um, the 87 finals, and then he never made it back. So he went to five NBA finals, came out with three championships. And then lost two to the Lakers. He lost in 85 to the Lakers when they finally beat the Celtics in the in the finals. And then they lost that heartbreaking 87 series. Thanks to Magic's baby hook and Kevin McHale pretty much playing with two broken feet. Some may say Bill Russell. 
Obviously, none of us are around for Bill Russell, but the man did only lose one NBA Finals. Has eight championship rings, or did they win eight in a row? He might have 11 rings. I got to find out now. I I don't want to misquote this one. So let's see. Bill Russell podcast in 101 championships. He has 11 titles. Yes. He missed the finals once. And then, uh, yeah, he missed the NBA Finals just one time. And then he lost NBA Finals once. Which is ridiculous. Some say Wilt Chamberlain. That's interesting. Wilt was a great offensive player, great rebounder. Wilt pretty much picked a stat he wanted to dominate in his younger years, and then he did it. But Wilt was not the best teammate. There's still rumors that, uh, I believe it was in 69, in the 69 finals, that he quit in the fourth quarter. Um, even as the Lakers were ready to celebrate their championship, they're finally beating Boston, and of course Boston won. He disappeared in the fourth, and the Celtics won again. Anybody else who would be in that greatest players of all time conversation, really? Dr. J, amazing player. I don't know if he would be listed as one of the all-time greats. Well, he is an all-time great, but I wouldn't say that he'd be in the top. Like, anybody, anybody would put him ahead of any of the guys I've already mentioned. That's not named LeBron James or Michael Jordan, which is who we're here to talk about. Talk about a long way around Robin Hood's barn. So I'm watching these playoffs in this NBA season. I'm going to say it right now. LeBron James was robbed again of the MVP award. James Harden had an outstanding season. But if anything, he should have won MVP last season if they were going to do it. Obviously, Russell Westbrook winning or averaging a triple-double the first time and the first time since Oscar Robinson did it years ago was a major, major story. But if there was a year to do it, it was the it was last year. Harden was incredible. The Rockets made the Western Conference Finals, came within two games, two 48-minute periods of defeating the Warriors and going on to face the Cavs in the finals. Where the Cavs might have had a better shot. But I just feel like LeBron had an incredible statistical season. Especially at age 33. Played all 82 games for the first time in his career. But they said he had a a better regular season. So what can you do? They didn't weigh in the fact that... Let's see. He went... They were down in the Indiana series, what, twice? They went to game seven. I think they were down they were down 1-0 and then they might have been down 2-1 before LeBron pulled that series out. Uh they didn't they don't take into take into consideration the fact that LeBron wiped the floor with the number 1 seeded Toronto Raptors again and got the Wayne Casey, the coach of the year fired. Swept the Raptors, the best team in the East. Easily. Well, there was... The games were a little close. But, I mean, they still won four straight and swept them. Is the main thing. (laughs) 
they don't take into consideration that the Celtics, a team that wasn't even supposed to be in the Eastern Conference, final, Conference Finals, pushed him to Game 7 with a 3-2 lead, mind you. And LeBron quietly, defiantly, led the Cavs to the NBA Finals again by winning Game 6 and 7. They don't take any of that consideration. After the Eastern Conference Finals, this is when this topic went down. Me, the biggest Michael Jordan advocate in the world, the biggest MJ guy ever, ever, who I never, I never thought in a million years I'd be willing to say it. They tried for years with Kobe. Oh, I guess Kobe being the great, greatest player of all time conversation. Uh, I mean, he's got five championships and he's had a great, he had a great career. Second leading all time scorer, I believe. Or third. I don't know if he beat Carl Malone. So he might be third behind Malone and um, Jabbar. I think LeBron might be a great might have supplanted Michael Jordan's greatest NBA player of all time. And I hate to say it. But let's talk about facts. First things first, NBA or NBA. LeBron's been to the NBA Finals nine times. He's won three times. Jordan went to the NBA Finals six times. Won it six times. Throw that out the window. Okay. Rings matter, yeah. What Jordan did was incredible, but let me break that down for y'all real quick before you throw out the window. And I made this argument in a piece that I wrote for 16 Wins a Ring last summer about LeBron's struggles in the NBA Finals. The level of competition that Jordan had is not equal to what LeBron has faced in the Finals every year. Jordan... Faced the, the, that veteran Lakers team in 91. They went into Chicago Stadium in game one. Stole the game on a Sam Perkins three-pointer. And then the Bulls came back and won four straight to win in five. That was because Scottie Pippen did an amazing job on Magic Johnson defensively. Jordan tried to do too much in game one. And left some points on the floor. Because honestly it could have been a sweep. But it wasn't. It's 92. I don't know why I was pausing. I, was, I thought I might have had something to add to that. 92. They faced the Blazers. Now, the Blazers learned from their mistakes in 91. I mentioned earlier they made it to the NBA Finals again after getting there in 90 and losing to the Pistons and then losing to the Lakers in 91. They get back in 92. But I I personally believe that the 1992 version of Michael Jordan was the greatest version of MG that there, of, that there ever was. You can hold the stats of 88 up. They're amazing. There's a reason why he was MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, too. But there, there was no other version. The closest, I would say, would be 93 Jordan. That was as good as 92 Jordan. He had a championship. He had silenced his doubters. He had proven himself, and now he was out to do it again, and he certainly did. Plus, he was tired of the Clyde Drexler comparisons, which were always asinine to me. Shout out to the buzzsaw. 93, he gets the Suns. The Bulls face the Suns. 
Charles Barkley's best NBA season MVP. But you know what the Suns did? They couldn't close teams out. They slogged the five games with the with the Los Angeles Lakers, who were by then magicless. And I think their leading scorer might have been Anthony Peeler, <laughs> if I had to guess. Sedale Threat. Or is it Sedale Threat? I always said Sedale Threat. They and they struggled. They had the best record in the NBA, and they they struggled against the Suns. Then they slogged through. I want to say they faced the. Then they faced. Uh, I'm going to look because I don't want to confuse seasons. Nineteen ninety three. NBA playoffs. All right, here we go. Wikipedia, you are my friend. So, Western Conference. Took them five games to beat the eight-seed Lakers. Can I just get a playoff tree? I don't need to look through all this. Ugh, this layout's kind of dumb. In round two, they faced the Spurs. The Spurs were the fifth seed. And they went to six games with the Spurs. After blowing a a two-nothing lead in the semifinals, then they go on to face the Seattle Supersonics in the conference finals. The Sonics were the three seed. And that, that series was a war. It went seven games. So, seven plus six plus five. Eighteen games they played in the NBA play in the playoffs before they even got to the finals. With two of those series going longer than necessary. Okay? You following me? Is my math right? Seven plus five is twelve plus six. Eighteen. Now, my Chicago Bulls, on the other hand, oh, there is a bracket, cool. My Chicago Bulls swept the Hawks in three games, swept the Cavs in four games, and Jordan hit the shot two over Gerald Wilkins, and then went against the number one seeded New York Knicks and came back from a 2-0 deficit to win four straight to go to their third consecutive NBA Finals. Seven plus six is 13 games. The Bulls have played five games less than the Suns before the Finals even start. You get to the Finals, six games. Uh, If I recall correctly, actually it's right here, the Bulls took the first two. They lost the triple overtime game in game three. They go up 3-1 have a chance to close it out at home and do not do so. And then, of course, John Paxson wins the game in game six. Okay? Now, I'm going to try to speed this up because I'm, I'm getting kind of lengthy. Uh, Jordan retires. Bulls go out in uh, the semifinals with Pippen leading the way. Jordan returns for the 95 season. The Magic sweep him in the semifinals again, 96 after Space Jam and all the pickup games and offseason and all the workout regiment, Jordan's back in basketball shape. Bulls go in to beat the Supersonics in six. In 97, they go on to beat the Jazz in six. And then and they also had a chance to close them out in five, but they couldn't do it um, in Chicago. Was um oh, uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> now I can remember this. In '97, they won game. They won game one. They won game two. Utah took both games in Utah. They came back to Chicago for game five. Did uh, I'm sorry. I gotta look. Oh, this is an awful episode. Like, what has he done? Man. 
I was trying to not make this too stat heavy, but here we go anyway. 1997 NBA playoffs, yada, yada, yada. I can tell you right now, 98 uh, won six games. The Bulls um, were up at 1.32. They could have closed them out at United Center in game five. That was when the Austin Carr game happened, um, and we could not stop him. And then went to game six. Pippen had a bad back. It was all Jordan. The steal, the layup, the steal, um, the last shot happens. Six championships. So I just really want to see how this went. So NBA playoffs, NBA finals. Yeah, Bull, the Bulls took the first two. Utah took the second two. Chicago pulled out game five, the flu game. Duh. And then they closed them out in Chicago in game six. Okay, duh. Jordan avoided the Rockets. If at any time the Rockets had made the playoffs and they had to deal with Hakeem Olajuwon, I don't see how it's possible that Jordan has an undefeated finals record. If he faced Blazers in 91, I don't see how he has an undefeated finals record. LeBron has faced in 07... The San Antonio Spurs, who already had won the 2005 championship, the 2003 championship, and the 1999 NBA championship. He took a squad of nobodies after he erupted against Detroit and beat them by himself to go to this NBA Finals, and he got swept. Okay. Makes the move to Miami in 2010 after some heartbreaking losses to Boston and... 2010 and in 2009, I believe. And I don't. Well, 2009 he lost to the Magic. In 2008, I think they lost. Well, 2008. I don't know if they lost to him, but I'm not going to look. That's not important. Anyway, 2000 makes the move to Miami in 2010. Goes to the finals, faces the Mavericks, a red hot Mavericks team who played some of the best NBA playoff basketball I've ever seen in my life. Defeated some Giants. Uh, ended the Lakers. Uh, three-year run to the NBA Finals. And LeBron has a subpar series. They don't close them out. Mavericks win. LeBron should have won that series. Let's face it. Should have been an NBA championship for LeBron. Should have been his first one. Next year, they come back against Oklahoma City Thunder. They get it done. LeBron wins his first title. Next year, they come back against San Antonio Spurs. Spurs are damn near ready to celebrate on Miami's home floor. And Miami has the Ray Allen game winner, or the, the, the Ray Allen three-pointer sends it to overtime in game six. Miami comes back, wins game seven. LeBron has two NBA championships, and he's now two and one. Rematch with the Spurs following year. Wade's knees are shot. LeBron has to carry the team. He's only able to win one game. Losing five. Goes back home to Cleveland. Takes Cleveland to the NBA Finals despite losing Kevin Love in the first round. And then loses Kyrie Irving in the first game of the NBA Finals. Following the first game of the NBA Finals, which they lost. Um, then takes Then has a 2-1 lead on the Warriors before finally dropping three straight. And uh, the Warriors when they're... Second NBA championship ever. So LeBron should have won that title if Kyrie, hell, if Kyrie had stayed on that floor, I think they would have won. If they had Love and Kyrie, I think they would have won. So there's another championship that slipped away. So LeBron technically should have, th- should have, instead of two rings, he should have four rings at this point. 2016 happens. 3-1 happens. Draymond hits LeBron and nuts happens. Uh, the shot, the stop. Or the, the block the, the the block the shot and the stop happened in game seven in 2016. Cleveland wins their first title in years since the 1950s. Any sports at all. So LeBron now has his third ring. And then he comes back the following two years against the Warriors. Last, the 2017 finals were close. Durant really made the difference. 
in several occasions. They lose. And then this year, LeBron drags a team that falls into the nobody believed in us theory, that Bill Simmons theory that says nobody believed in us and that's why we're winning, drags that sorry Cavs team to the NBA Finals again and they get swept. Should have been at least five, but uh, J.R. Smith can't tell Tom. Has no idea what the score is. Championship's out the window. Okay. Jordan always had Pippen. From 1987 until the day he left Chicago in 98. Oh, he, he announced his retirement in, in 99 after the lockout was continuing. I think he announced it a little bit before the lockout actually lifted. Jordan comes, always had Pippen. Pippen is one of my favorite NBA players of all time, hands down. And he doesn't get enough credit, but he was as instrumental in those final series as Jordan. He did not have the trademark games that Jordan have. He didn't have the layup in 91. He didn't have the six threes in the first half in, in 92. He did block Charles Smith three times in the Eastern Conference Finals in 93. Probably one of those is a foul, but all's fair in love and war. And the NBA paid him back in the following year when he got some sketch calls against the Knicks in Game 7. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, he, he didn't have the Father's Day game where Jordan won his uh, fourth title on Father's Day. Of course, his dad was murdered in 93. Doesn't have the flu game and does not have the last shot. But Pippen was there for all of it. Well, you can kind of say he wasn't there for the last shot game because he's in so much back pain. Yes, yeah, Scotty said he wanted to leave. Yes, yeah, Scotty signed a huge contract that didn't do him any good because he was young and dumb and just determined to get paid in 1991. That left him as one of the lowest player, paid players for years in Chicago. And it's the same reason that when the 98 season opened, Scotty said, I don't want to play for this team. He was injured, and he missed like the first, I feel like it was 30 games of the season. But Scotty was saying, I don't want to be here. I want to be traded. And this is following two straight titles. He wanted, he wanted out. But Scotty was there. No one has ever stayed consistent with LeBron, man. He had nobody in Cleveland. He had Bosch and Wade in Miami. If Wade's knees held up, maybe LeBron stayed in 2014, but the, the decline of Dwayne Wade was definitely evident by the time the finals in, happened in 2014. Wade has had some, still had some spectacular games, moments in the years since. He didn't really in Chicago or Cleveland, but that's neither here or there. That's the name of the episode. So, LeBron, like LeBron just has not had that person who has been consistently with him throughout his career. Magic had Kareem. Magic had James Worthy. Larry Bird had Kevin McHale. Bird had uh, had uh, Robert Parrish. Kareem had Oscar Robinson when he was younger. He had Magic and Worthy. Chamberlain never had great teammates other than Jerry West. And, um, oh, Jerry West could be another one for the all-time conversation. And, oh, I'm drawing a blank. I can see his face. He used to play for the Lakers. He was a beast. Number 22. Why can't I think of his name? West and... Oh, my gosh. Come on, memory. Lakers, number 22. Elgin Baylor. Played alongside some greats there. Elgin Baylor was a beast, guys. I think he got the ring for the uh, 73 season. But he... Or the 72 season. Because he was, he retired like right before that. But he went to war with those Celtics teams. Him and Jerry West did. But that's the thing. Free agencies change the way the NBA works. Players will leave at a drop of a hat. 
LeBron at the end of the finals last year was like, next year we'll come back. We'll figure out some things. I still have Kyrie Irving for another two seasons. I still have uh, Kevin Love. I can't remember when Love signed his extension. I feel like it was after the finals win. Because I don't know if they would have re-signed him after the, uh, another finals loss. That was when they were paying everybody, including JR. I can't tell the score of Smith. So, there's that. Um, but free agencies changed everything. Uh, Pippen probably, if he had, well, hadn't been that long-term contract, I don't know if Pippen would have re-signed. Hell, I don't even know if Jordan would have re- Jordan flirted with leaving after the 96 season. He almost went the the to the Knicks. He he was 20 minutes away from going to sign. If I remember the story correctly, he was like 20 minutes away from going to go talk to the Knicks in 96. <clears throat> and uh he met with the Bulls first and the Bulls gave him what he wanted. But he was close, man. And he loves Madison Square Garden. Can you imagine Jordan playing 41 games in Madison Square Garden? In the in the second prime of his career, alongside Patrick Ewing and that squad that they put together in the late nineties, free agency was able to bring together the big three in Miami, and it yielded two titles, but it also yielded two losses because of Miami having. Spent so much on LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Everyone around them had to be, other than Ray Allen, really had to be players who would take pay cuts in order to fit in the salary cap just to come play with these guys. And that hurt them. The Heat never had depth. They had the big three, and then it was like hoping that somebody else would step up when if they needed to. They did win back-to-back titles. There's nothing to shit on there. But I'm just saying... LeBron's had less to work with. What LeBron did in this postseason was incredible. He had easily the best postseason of his NBA career. He plays so smart... Just like Jordan did in his later years when Jordan adopted the fadeaway, when Jordan stopped flying to the basket all the time because he knew that he was in his 30s and that made no sense to go in there and take those bumps anymore. Jordan changed his game. LeBron has evolved his game every single year. LeBron used to not be able to shoot. Last season, LeBron changed his jump shot and his ju- I think he shot the best from three-point and just shooting-wise, like the best of his career. LeBron, uh, when, when was, was that game one? When LeBron came down, or was that the end? Of, that might have been game seven of the Boston series. When LeBron came down and just nailed like two threes in a row and they were both wet as fuck. Like, So really that that that's my argument for it. Is that LeBron has done less with more, has been greater for as long as he has. Cause really Jordan Jordan's golden years was from his rookie year, his second year he was out, and then 87 season up till 93. Uh and then 96 to 98. So that's three seasons. Uh, three and a half season you count when he came back from retirement and then you add in let's see 84 and 84 87 88 89 90, 91 92 93 um so that's eight years that Jordan was a rookie up until he won his third straight championship and then you add another three years that's 11 and a half seasons of Jordan being one of the most impressive players on the planet. And truly, 
Jordan was incredible, but I wouldn't even say it wasn't until 88 where Jordan was like, oh my God, this guy's a monster. Because let's, let's see, when he won his first scoring title, let's see, 93, 92, 91, 90, 89, 88. I think it was 88. That's six straight. I think he won seven straight by the time... He might have led the league in 87 in points. LeBron's a better all-around player than Jordan. Jordan was a two-guard. LeBron is a three. And LeBron... Obviously, because of his size and his position, his rebounding stats are insane. And I'm pretty sure that his assists are are higher than Jordan's, too, because Jordan was never that big on assists. Jordan could go out there and get eight assists, especially once he learned to uh, trust his teammates as his once he got with Phil and Phil was really working with him about that. But LeBron has always been unselfish, and he's taken so much shit for it over the years. I've given him shit over it for the years. Um, over the years, I've given him shit, given him shit over it over the years, because for years I was like, "Why don't you take that shot?" LeBron doesn't have killer instinct. I don't like LeBron. I don't like LeBron. Blah 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 blah. But I'm pretty sure it was like in the 2012 playoffs, one of the series where they faced off against the Pacers. I just gave up my LeBron hate, just like I gave up my Kobe hate after years, because I used to hate Kobe desperately. But then by the 09 finals, I was kind of like, oh, man, Kobe's incredible. I was a Kobe fan for a while. And then I uh, started thinking about things, I'd say within since Aaliyah was born, definitely in the last two years. I was like, yeah, but he did rape a girl and then pay her to kind of make everything go away. And that really bugs me. Still to this day. Uh, LeBron has a better all-around game. He had less to work with. He brought a championship to Cleveland, of all places. Something that Jordan can never say. He has less iconic moments. Jordan's list of highlights. The names... (laughs) that go with these things are incredible. And a lot of times I'll, I will sit there and watch it. Like, honestly, I had a conversation in barbershop last or two weeks ago where they were talking about LeBron versus Jordan and everything. And I, I didn't say I side with LeBron. I wanted to, but I didn't. I was just listening to the arguments and no sooner did I leave there it happened to be the, what was it? Was it the flu game, flu game or a shot? I feel like it was the uh, 20th anniversary of the of the last shot. And it was on my Twitter. And I was like, man, no one can ever take those moments away from Jordan. But you look at LeBron's signature moments. You look at average and a triple-double in the finals. Huge. Uh... Game 7 in 2016. Game 5 in 2016. Hell, Game 6 in 27 in 2016. The Boston game in 2012 when they were down, or was that 2013? That was... Boston. That was 2012. Um, when Boston, an aging Celtics team, was up 3-2, going back to the Garden for Game 6. After Celtics pulled out Game 5 of Miami, everybody thought LeBron was done. And LeBron just angrily scored 48 points and dominated that game. The Pistons game, where he scored 25 straight points, I believe, by himself to beat the Pistons and get to the NBA Finals. His first NBA Finals. These are dominating performances. And because they're not capped off by some big shot or big move, he gets less credit. But these are outstanding performances. Jordan has many outstanding performances in his career. But he always has this cool thing to go with it. The flu game. The last shot. The shot. You know? So people try to take credit away from LeBron there. And I just can't do it. 
So, is it safe to say I've officially supplanted LeBron as the best player over Jordan? The finals hurt my feelings. LeBron was incredible in game one. Game one is another great performance by LeBron. I will tell you straight up, the Warriors went up like six or seven with a couple minutes to go in game one. And I turned it off and started watching something else. Now I go look at Twitter and it's like, LeBron's just tied the game. LeBron, the Cavs are coming back. So I turn it back on and then I see the reverse call, <laughs> the missed free throw, the I don't know the score. And then, of course, we know that the Cavs just didn't recover from that in game one. Game three was close too. Game three is exactly like I said in last episode because I recorded the first part of the episode before game three. And I said I thought the Cavs would lead it most of the time, but then I thought the Warriors would win, and that's exactly what happened. And Kevin Durant hit the exact same dagger that he hit in the 2017 finals. Except it wasn't over, it went over LeBron this time because LeBron didn't want no smoke. But I'm stating it at 10.13 a.m. on June 27th. 2018, I, Kellen Conley, I, Kellen Daniel Conley, anoint LeBron James as the greatest NBA player of all times, supplanting Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. Bum, 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 bum. Dream I move, dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike, be like Mike, be like Mike, be like Mike, be like Mike. Um, Jordan's more iconic though, way more iconic. I'll never forget the superstar that Jordan positioned himself to be. It, it, it was incredible. It, what a time to be alive is all I got to say about that. <sighs> so after all that talk, And it's funny because I just, I, I know I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. I know I posted it. Dom2K, a YouTube channel I follow. Uh, he just posted a video not too long ago saying why Jordan would always be better than LeBron. And he did it without championships. But of course, that we didn't see what LeBron did in this postseason. It was this postseason that convinced me that LeBron was better. Eight straight NBA finals is incredible. Eight straight is incredible. It's sad that he's only won three out of the nine he's been to, but it's still a hell of an accomplishment. I hope he gets another one. God, it might be with the Lakers, though. I don't know about all that. So, shoot, I mean, we're already at 53 minutes in. I still have other topics, but you know what? I'm going to. Slide those topics to, I'm going to save those for episode 67. I do want to say that uh, today is Pipe Bomb Day. Because on June 27th, 2011, CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb on WWE Raw. WWE Raw. On, on Raw. On that Monday Night Raw, and that's when he launched his, uh, yep, June 27th, that's when he launched his whole best in the world gimmick and everything, came off of leading the new Nexus and became his own face, and Money in the Bank 2011 happens, and then WWE promptly killed his run by having Triple H beat him and then having Awesome Truth beat him in Triple H and then giving him the belt back to Del Rio, but I'm not going to get into all that. 
Today is Pipe Bomb Day, so let's celebrate what CM Punk said on that day. And I'm going to talk about CM Punk in episode 67 for short. Let's celebrate what he did that day, how his shoot promo awakened a lot of people back to pro wrestling, even if it was for a minute, made Money in the Bank one of the biggest pay-per-views in the last 10 years in WWE history. I'd say it's up there. And launched a storyline that WWE ultimately failed to properly cash in on. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm going to move these other topics to episode 67. Recommendations. Finally saw Thor Ragnarok. But Kellen, you hadn't seen Thor Ragnarok? No. Because if you remember, I said that I wasn't in a big rush to go to the movies. I said I didn't really want to go see Ragnarok. And I didn't. It was a mistake because Ragnarok is incredible. Oh my God. Y'all weren't lying. Easily the best Thor movie. Easily top five MCU movie. Easily Chris Hemsworth's best Thor performance. Infinity War would have to be up there with it. I loved it. And I really liked Thor. And here's another spoiler. I still haven't watched all of Thor Dark World. So there's that too. Eh. But Ragnarok is incredible. Watch you some Ragnarok. It's so good. Goldblum's great. Uh, Ruffalo's great as, as Bruce Banner the Hulk. Uh, your girl... Um, Tessa Thompson is great as Valkyrie. So many great performances in this movie. Kate Blanchett is great as I can't think of her name, but as the villain. Love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. Another recommendation I got for y'all. I watched Unfriended only because me and Tyler, uh, my coworker, like to watch trailers um, in our downtime in between transactions when we close together. And we watched the trailer for the upcoming Unfriended Dark Web. So I ended up watching the trailer for the original Unfriended. And then thanks to the magic of my fire stick, I watched Unfriended. It's creepy. I think it's creepier for younger, for younger kids because the movie takes place completely on screen, like on a computer screen. They're all Skyping and then people start getting murdered and it's it's crazy. Like, I can't even describe it. But let me try. So anyway, <laughs> uh, these these five friends are having this conversation on Skype. Um, and then there's a uh, there's an unknown guest on their call with no video who starts threatening them. And then says they hang up, they're going to get killed. And then sure enough, as they hang up, they get killed and things happen and it's a take on the Saw franchise too. I felt I had, there was a lot of Saw elements in there, which I appreciated. So that was fun. I it was okay. I'm not going to go back and watch it. I, I've seen it. I definitely see what it was worth. I think I will check out Dark Web when it um, after it leaves theaters, though. I, I want to see where that story goes because that trailer looks crazy. And then music-wise, I recommend Royce the Five Nines' Book of Ryan, his newest solo studio album. Haven't listened to Prom 2 yet, but I have listened to Book of Ryan. And I'm here to tell you that it's his best album to date. Hands down. Royce did his thing. Incredible. Caterpillar's incredible. Even the Caterpillar remix surprised me because I'm not a big Logic fan. But there's so many good songs on there. Bob Lobo featuring J. Cole is wonderful. Uh, go just go listen to Book of Ryan right now. It's on Spotify, man. What other excuse do you need? Get on Spotify, hit shuffle play, and enjoy you some Royce to Five Nine. If you want to be down with the bad guys, aka the world's greatest podcast, aka Hyphen Nation, here's what you do. Go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Hit me with that five stars. Because uh, the more stars you give me, the more reviews you give me, the more people see the show. Otherwise, you'll still find out because it's the world's greatest podcast. Duh. <laughs> A duh. Um, so, please do that. 
Hyphenation is on the new Google Podcast app. If you're into that, it's on Radio Public, which is better than the Google Podcast app. It is also on Google Play Music. It's on Stitcher. It's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hyphen. I still haven't went back and got Mixcloud fixed up, so I'm about to do that eventually. Um, it's on TuneIn. I've been trying to get it on uh, Spotify, but you have to be pretty much on a paid hosting service in order to get submitted to Spotify. I haven't figured out a way around that. Eventually. Um, also on Pocket Cast. Also, uh, if you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com, you can get all the episodes there, as well as the other great shows from Hyphen Podcast Group. All episodes go up on my personal website, hyphenuniverse.com. If you want to get a hold of the show, please do so. Be hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com or hyphenpodcastgroup at gmail.com or hyphenationpod at gmail.com or at hyphenationpod on Twitter or at be hyphen on Twitter or at group on Twitter or hyphenuniverse on Facebook or group on Facebook. It's there. And if you are into RSS feeds... Go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Take that RSS feed. Or, uh, find the hyphenation page. You can just either go to the show's link in the menu or click on the tag on the hyphenation post and you'll, it'll bring up. You take that RSS feed, put it into your favorite podcast listening device, turn that bitch sideways, and you can get all 66 episodes of fire. Just like that. Just like that. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what that may be. No matter what you may do, you have to do you. Where's the wisdom for today? Um, don't let things get to you, man. I know it's hard. But as dad always says, this is nothing a deep breath won't fix. If you think about that, whenever you get flustered or frustrated or mad or angry, or you feel like you're going to hulk out, if you remember, this is nothing that a deep breath won't fix, I guarantee you'll be able to deal with whatever you're dealing with just a little bit better. Okay? Okay, pumpkin? So I appreciate y'all listening to this long Debate about Jordan LeBron. I feel like I covered my main reasons, though. I mean, Jordan is an all-time great. Jordan played better defense, yes. LeBron has taken defense off. But Jordan never had uh, come from behind block like LeBron did in the 2016 finals on Iguodala. So there's that. Um, And a a huge, important game. Yeah, he had a great steal on Karl Malone, but... Carmelo was overrated. I respect Carmelo's game, but he was overrated. That's why he lost two finals to the Bulls. That's why he couldn't close close us out and go to Game Seven in '98 because he was overrated. That's why he couldn't win the championship when he went to the Lakers '04. It's why he couldn't stay healthy because he was overrated. Carmelo is overrated. So's Chris Paul. Don't at me, K Pumpkin. I just look forward to seeing what LeBron does next. I do miss the Jordan days, though, but what Jordan did in his time was incredible. I'm not even going to list it. People are like, oh, the game was harder. The game was harder. It was more physical. Yeah. And players got hurt a lot more, too. Players still get hurt. But David Stern wanted to wipe the league of that image. He wanted to stop the fights that plagued the 80s and the early 90s and the late 90s. He wanted to stop that. That's why he changed the dress code when Allen Iverson was dressing like he wanted to. He didn't want the league to get this street ball image. While it was great and did great promotion for the league, um, and people were like, oh, the NBA is so real, it's so tough. Yeah, it was. But could the NBA sustain that business model? Hell no. David Stern is the reason the game is different. 
Free agency is the reason LeBron James has such a hard time keeping teammates with him. Even the whole Kyrie thing, I, if I was Cleveland, I wouldn't have traded him. But what can you do? Your, your star guy who's supposed to be here after LeBron leaves wants out and is threatening to have surgery and be out half the season anyway. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Don't give me that shit that the league was tougher. The league was tougher. They play in two different eras. Don't give me that shit about if you put LeBron in the 90s, it'd be different. Don't give me that shit about if you put Jordan in the game now, Jordan would be dominant. <clears throat> like, even more dominant because the game's easier. Sure, maybe. But fuck that. We're not here to play what if. We're just stating facts. The facts are free agency hurt LeBron's ability to have more players on his team. Okay? LeBron is a better overall player. He's a better teammate. And LeBron has carried, done less with more. Here's, here's the last fact before I get off here, because obviously I just went back on topic. Jordan scored 63 points on the 86 Celtics. One of the greatest NBA teams of all time that I've ever seen video of. I was three at the time. So I went back and saw documentaries and highlights. This team played incredibly. My dad even agrees with me. Scored 63 points in game two, I believe, of that first round series against the Celtics. And lost. LeBron scored 50 points on the Golden State Warriors in 2018 in Game 1 NBA Finals and lost as well. But he didn't lose due to anything that he did. The charge call got overturned. That wasn't on him. Sure, his leg moved, but at the same time, his leg looked like it moved due to the contact. So who knows? He passed to George Hill. He passed to George Hill because George Hill's a veteran. He played for the Spurs. So he had a little Popovich exposure. And he played for those Pacer teams that challenged the Heat for a couple years. George Hill has been there. And he promptly bricked the second free throw. And then J.R. Smith, there's no explaining that shit. No explaining that shit. Okay? LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Wow. Think hell just froze over. Appreciate all y'all tuning in as usual. Each and every one of you. Shout out to the Brain Trust. Shout out to Radio Public. Give me that sponsorship. Thanks, y'all.